It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Mariah Muhammad, she, her pronouns with Becker's Healthcare, and I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Kimberly Hardin, anesthesiologist, chair of the Clinical Governance Board for U.S. Anesthesia Partners, Colorado Springs, also known as USAP. Dr. Hardin, so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you, Mariah. Yeah, of course. Well, to begin with the podcast, would you mind just introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Yes, of course. So, um, hello, I'm Kim Harden. I'm an anesthesiologist from Colorado Springs. Um, I've worked for United States Anesthesia Partners, aka USAP, uh, which is a, it's a national anesthesia company um, that's owned by um, physician partners, as well as um, all of the local platforms are led and governed by their physician partners. Um, but I've been working um, for them for five years. Prior to joining the USAP family, I was with the same group, but we were a more small and independent owned anesthesia group. I have a husband of 18 years and three kids. Prior to getting my first real job here in the Springs, I was a resident and of course a med student at the University of Nebraska in Omaha. I uh, attended undergrad at Cornell College, which is a, a small liberal arts college in Mount Vernon, Iowa. I graduated high school with 15. That's one five other people in the same school. I started elementary in um, called Chester Hubble Byron, and I grew up outside of one of those towns called Byron, uh, where my family raised crops and animals. And uh, my family still lives there and still uh, does the farming and ranching. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that background. Um, and you expressed a little bit in your intro, but can you tell us a bit about your career journey? When did you decide to become an anesthesiologist? And how did you grow into your current role at U.S. Anesthesia Partners? Well, I might be one of the only uh, few anesthesiologists to decide on their career when they were in fifth grade. Um, I had a very minor surgery on my thumb where I was awake during the whole procedure. Um, as an aside, I really don't think that we would probably do this now, but it was the early 90s. What can I say? Um, but I know now that they did a, a procedure called a beer block where they inflate a tourniquet on my upper arm, then inject some local anesthesia into the lower part of my arm. I was able to feel and watch my arm go numb and uh, I could wiggle my hands and fingers for just a few seconds but then I instantly told the entire operating room that this was the coolest thing that I had ever been in involved in and then um, the poor anesthesiologist had to field by questions throughout the entire procedure fortunately for him it was relatively short only about 15-20 minutes but after I left the operating room I let everyone know that I was going to be an anesthesiologist when I grew up. Um, of course, after only knowing this type of job for maybe 20 minutes, I first had to learn how to say anesthesiologist and then how to spell it. And then I could figure out how to become one. Um, sure enough, when I uh, got to med school, I kind of waffled a little bit between several different specialties, but 
I kept coming back to anesthesia. It just fit my personality, my career goals, and it was the funnest. Um, I still think um, that I have the best job in the world. I started out um, in my group as just a regular guy. I went to work. I did my job. I went home. I really had never um, been interested in leadership positions or really never wanted to seek them out. However, after about being um, in the group a year, I did volunteer more out of curiosity uh, for a minor position in our group doing some scheduling duties. I realized that I really enjoyed doing more than just anesthesia, and I kept raising my hand for other more local minor positions. Um, and then I eventually decided I would run for an open board seat. After a couple years on the board, I really no longer had to raise my hand, but rather others sought me out for leadership roles within both the hospital that I work um, at Penrose St. Francis. I'm currently the chief of anesthesia there, as well as the OR medical director. Um, but I also didn't have to seek myself leadership positions. People come to me and um, asked if I would be the chair of our CGB or our clinical governance board. Um, and most recently, I was sought out for a national committee within USAP called the uh, Clinical Operations Committee, or the COC, which is, I think, my favorite leadership position to date because we all leave our home from all across the country to get together and tackle more global issues within our uh, company. Our goals are really at those meetings twofold, uh, one for our patients and then two for the people who work within the USAP family. For our, our patients, our ultimate goal is to maintain USAP's high standards, and that means providing high-quality anesthesia with our main focus being on positive clinical outcomes and best-in-class service to all of our patients. And then for those who call USAP their work home, we also want to enable that all-important work-life balance and uh, creating a positive clinical culture where anyone and everyone that is a part of USAP feels included and belongs. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that background and a great story. Um, and with all of the experience that you've had over the years, what have you learned about building your career as a woman? And is there anyone who has supported you along the way? So I think the biggest thing I've learned in building my career as a woman is that it's really not always easy to be a physician, a mom, a wife, a friend. I mean, being a woman, you wear so many hats at home, at work, and in the community. I've learned that it really is okay uh, to take some time for yourself and that it is okay to dial back some of those career aspirations, especially when they just don't fit with that time of your, your life and, and what's going on. Um, I've learned to give myself grace when things don't always go the way I want or expect them to. And, um, I've learned to let go of the constant emails, text pings I get when I'm at home and allow myself to not feel bad if I don't respond immediately. Um, and most importantly, I guess I've, I've just learned that I'm never done learning. My life and my career is a constant work in progress. It won't always be perfect, but it's mine. I own it and it is pretty darn wonderful. And um, as far as the people who have supported me, um, I really think that I have been so fortunate that from an early age, I constantly had people surrounding me that told me I could be anything I wanted, I could do anything I wanted. 
Um, I would say my dad was probably my biggest fan and biggest supporter. Um, I could call him up at any time and he would help me to see more of the big picture plans and help me to not sweat the small stuff. Um, I also uh, was lucky enough to have very strong female presence in my residency program. And a lot of my attendings were just amazing women and who fostered and grew that thought process that I already had in myself and for my fellow female physicians. Um, my husband is also a really big believer in me and uh, supports all of my roles and duties that take me away from my family on a daily basis. And I'm forever grateful um, that I chose him and he uh, allows me to teach, to be such a role model for my kids, especially my girls. Uh, for the longest time, my youngest, uh, my youngest two are girls, and they thought it was really weird if they met a, a guy doctor. I, they just never thought that it was possible for guys to, to be doctors. They thought it was only ladies. Um, I don't want to say I never experienced female discrimination or difficulties as a woman. I think I just had a more overriding thought that I wouldn't let that negativity get in uh, my way of what I knew I could do. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so grateful you shared some of those things because as a woman, I could definitely understand some of those aspects of working. And a quick follow-up question for you. What advice do you have for women, especially women uh, beginning their careers in medicine? Oh, boy. So I have lots of advice, but I would say the the biggest advice um, I could give a woman starting her career in medicine is, um, I guess, kind of threefold. Number one, just give yourself time and grace to make mistakes and develop your own skills, your own thoughts and goals. And just realize that they will constantly be changing. So try to be flexible. Try not to plan out every little detail. Um, number two, uh, surround yourself with positivity. Let all any and all negative just wash off your back. You know exactly who you are and who you should be. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. And then I think number three, it's okay to develop boundaries at work and to say no to opportunities, requests, whatever that may not fit into your life or your goals at that time, but it's essential to also say yes, if it's something you are interested in um, or have been hoping for, um, even if it is a little bit scary. Make sure to ask for help if you need it. There's really no shame in that and it helps you to grow as a person, um, realizing you, you, know, you won't have all the answers, but you can rely on others. Um, it's really great to be part of a team. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And before I let you go, yeah. doctor, the last thing I wanted to ask you today is what are you most excited about for the future? Is there anything coming up within, you know, a couple months or a couple years that you're really excited about? So um, I think the greatest thing that I'm excited about, I, I mean, I'm excited about so many things because the future is all about possibility and that is so exciting. Um, I in the next couple years, um, especially for USAP, um, one of our biggest um, things that we work on at COC, as I said, is belonging and um, being inclusive. And we're really working on uh, making focus of the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as part of our USAP culture. And I, we've made so many, so much progress over the last year, even that I think in the next um, two to three years, um, it's going to be even just it's going to be much better and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. And then um, as far as my specialty goes, I'm just excited about all the possibilities that we have for the future. Um, when I started residency, there's 
really hardly any use of ultrasound. And now um, it's a tool I use daily. And sometimes every case, I can only imagine that in 10, 20 years, there will be something that I've never heard of before that will change the face of medicine and our patient experience. And it's just being in healthcare is wonderful and exciting all the time. There's always changes. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing discussion. So I really want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. Of course.